temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. And I'm so excited to introduce you to my two guests this morning, both from the Baltimore Museum of Art. We might start calling it BMA towards the end just for because uh, it's easy. Um, but first, we're going to welcome back to the show, back in studio for the first time in a while, Ann Mannix-Brown. She is the Senior Director of Communications at BMA. Welcome back, Ann. Thanks, Gina. It's great to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you. And you brought your colleague with you, Tracy Beal. She is BMA's Manager of Public Programs, also an accomplished metalsmith and jewelry designer. Yes, it's lovely to be here. Y'all are y'all are amazing, and the studio is amazing, too. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. We're having so much fun together. Like, you know, Tracy came in a little earlier. We're just kind of hanging on the couch out front and just getting to know each other. And everyone's having iced coffees. And we're just kind of hanging out here. And uh, and finding people, we ran into Kyle, who we work with in the hallway, and, and everybody seems to have a connection to to the BMA. Like he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, me and my wife got married there in 2021," and you know, and you had your ceremony there, right outside of, by Gertrude's outside. So it's like, it's just cool. Everyone seems to have a connection, or if they don't, we're working really hard to make sure that everybody can and experience it. We love that. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. So we, I know we have a lot to talk about, and for sure, everybody's heard buzz, critical acclaim about your new show called The Culture, Hip-Hop, and Contemporary Art in the 21st Century at the Baltimore Museum of Art right now. Can you guys, and feel free to jump in since both of you are here, if you want to add something to either of your questions, feel free. This is a fluid conversation. So can you um, tell us what that's all about? I know, Anne, you want to take that one first, right? Sure, yeah. It's a a groundbreaking exhibition, really. This is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and the BMA organized this show with the St. Louis Museum of Art, to show how this global music phenomenon has emerged from the streets of the Bronx to the Super Bowl halftime show and influenced some of the greatest artists working today. So and 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 it included with that fashion and material culture. So it, this exhibition gives you a bit of everything mm-hmm. that to show what the importance of hip hop is. So what you're going to see is is more than 100 works of art by some of today's most important artists, such as Derek Adams, Mark Bradford, Lauren Halsey, who's got a big exhibition on top of the roof of the Met right now, Julie Muretu, Carrie Mae Weems, presented alongside fashion and objects made famous by Lil' Kim, Dapper Dan and Gucci, Virgil Abloh for Louis Vuitton, and iconic brands like Cross Colors and Telfar. So think about, like... Crazy bright color wigs, mm. track suits, bold streetwear, as well as amazing paintings and sculpture and all kinds of art objects. 
really unlike any other exhibition you've ever seen. Before you even walk in the galleries, there's a booming soundtrack created by Baltimore's own Wendell Patrick and Abdul Ali. Oh, cool. That kind of lures you in the gallery. And then the whole design of the space feels more like a club. These really dark walls and dramatic images of hip-hop culture throughout the space. So it's it will be very familiar for people who already are immersed in hip-hop culture and kind of like a crash course for people who aren't. Yeah, for sure. Because I think it was LL Cool J. Was it on the Grammys that he did the 50th anniversary tribute to hip-hop? This year. I think it was the Grammys. Yeah. yeah and, one of them. And that, like, you just see that, and, and that was a visual too. But I like that this sounds immersive and that you've got from the music to the art to the fashion, it's kind of all encompassing for people to. And what an honor to have it right here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's incredible. And it's running, if you're thinking, like, oh my gosh, I want to get my tickets right this second, we've got some time, right? Because it runs, it's running now through July 16th. That's right. Awesome. And we're going to talk about some more of the highlights. But I know one thing you guys are really active on social media and people can go to artbma.org and get links to your Facebook and um, Instagram and LinkedIn. And one thing I noticed on there was that you're asking people their earliest hip hop memories. Yes. And um, and Tracy, when you came in, I was like, I want to ask you that. And it's kind of like when people ask me, you know, who's my favorite band or whatever. It's You have to think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. But it's very um, pivotal in your life, I'm sure. Do you remember back to that earliest memory? I do. If, well, the first the first memory that I thought about when you said it is actually it's probably not my first one. So maybe I have to. But I, re- I just recall like hip hop just first starting and. My parents in particular were like, what is this? And particularly as it related to beatboxing. And I remember my father like going around the house trying to like beatbox, but in like in like being sarcastic in a funny way. He's like, what is this? <laughs> like making these weird noises yeah. and, and thinking that it just wasn't um, like, it just wasn't music. Right, you know right. what I mean? And like the sampling aspect of it. So it's interesting to see where hip hop has come to now because I would like play these songs for my parents and they're like, what is even happening? They're not even singing. You know what I mean? So that was like the biggest thing. And then I also remember like the first like hip hop CD, which was, um, I got that in college or a friend of mine got it for me in college. It was a Craig Mack. It was Mm -hmm. like my first like CD and like really sitting and like immersing myself and like listening to hip hop as a, like a young adult on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. but yeah, it's kind of, yeah, the first memory is like a little bit intertwined. Little yeah, bit. it's really yeah. cool. And I remember it's, it's, and the sampling is something that we still think, like I remember the, my first introduction mm-hmm. to the Beastie Boys was that they sampled Zeppelin, the ocean and weather songs. So it, like hearing those samples and trying to figure out where it comes from. And I just remember Grandmaster Flash. And then I remember like brands like Blondie trying to rap on like Rapture. And that kind of <laughs> yes. No, it was kind of, that eating was like, cars yeah, man, going to bars. What was the line? Going to bars and eating cars. cars and super <laughs> and, You know, it's like, it's funny because it sort of like permeated like all the culture. You know, it was cool. Yeah. Thinking back then. Um, so I thought that was neat that everyone that maybe has an earliest hip hop memory can come there and maybe see one of their favorite artists or yeah. what first introduced them to hip hop. You know, I think that's like the shareable nature of it, I think is really that's cool. A, that Blondie moment, it's a good moment. I think you took my memory back even further right, now because right, it's like right. her and Fab Five Freddy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yo, MT- MTV raps. Okay, yes, all we got that more stuff. to talk about. We, I'm about yeah. to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but that's what's so great about it. It's awesome. So, what are some of uh, the other h- highlights and also hip hop performers that the artists are are paying tribute to in this exhibit? Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned Blondie because one of the first works when you enter the exhibition is a Gordon Parks photograph called "A Great Day in Hip Hop," and Blondie's there with all of these other hip hop artists, and it'd be fun for people 
people to come in and, and look and see who you recognize in yeah, this photo. That's cool. Um, and and we've got two artists riffing on that photo. So Devin Allen, another Baltimore artist, created a version called You Can't Ray the Sun. And then uh, an artist from St. Louis also did a sort of great day in hip hop from the St. Louis artist community. Mm-hmm. But there's some some amazing, you know, artists have just experimented with so many different materials. And two of my favorite works are uh, an abstract kind of painting, half painting, half sculpture made of do-rags that is just spellbounding. Oh, wow, that's cool. And then another one, a very big painting is made of Kuji sweaters. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those really bright colored yes. sweaters yes. that were totally. so expensive? Oh, I always yeah. admired them, but yeah. I could never afford it. I never it. had one. <laughs> <laughs> but this artist created this extraordinary wow. work made of these sweaters. And then another Baltimore artist, Monica Kegwu, did these beautiful, mm. super realistic self-portraits, two of them, with her jacket open and closed, that will ju- are just riveting. So there's there's so many things for people to discover. Oh yeah. So I hope there's not a time limit here because like oh when you're at the yeah, exhibit because yeah. do people just find themselves just transfixed on some of these things like for a minute you just have there's, to kind of take it in. There's a lot to take in. And mm-hmm. plus there's also video. So you can see Jay-Z's video and Kendrick Lamar's video on really large screens. Mm. And that's really it, it it's just so far and away better than seeing it on your phone. Yeah. You really have to come in the galleries and get that almost multi-sensory experience. That's a good point. And if we can't all like grab tickets to shows like, you know, their concerts, which can be sometimes, you know, a little out of reach in the price range sometimes right. or they're not you know, coming through the area. Like the fact that this is all in, you know, available to everyone yeah. here in Baltimore is great. And are there any other artists from Baltimore featured in the show that we haven't mentioned? Because that's really cool that you have the local oh, element. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, hip hop is a community driven art form. So it was really important to show how this community has also really enveloped in Baltimore. And um, we've got, gosh, uh, I mentioned Devin Allen, um, Tahir Hempel, Nia June created a beautiful video with a poet named Nate and Kirby Griffin, um, Amani Lewis, Megan Lewis, um, both amazing painters, Charles Mason III, another amazing painter, Marjoni Merriweather did a beautiful sculpture. Uh, Alyssa Blount-Moorhead has a video that she worked on, the Jay-Z video, actually. Oh, cool. And Ernest Shaw Jr., yet another super talented painter. So there's just so much to see. And and and, and I didn't mention that some of the artist's tributes. There's a lot of tributes to Tupac. Okay? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, and then Baltimore School for the Arts. Biggie, right? actually, is another one that comes yeah. up again and again. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z, I mentioned. And, and there's a fabulous photograph of Mary J. Blige with a crown being put on her head that was on the cover for W Magazine and then it's recreated for the museum. This is iconic. Is there any yeah, way we can... Stunning. Can we make this be a standing collection? Is there, Do we have to... Oh, I wish. Do you, have to, do you have to give everything back? I mean, this. I want this to be here all the time. Do you feel that way too? Like there's probably we still do. things you're noticing about it that you see something new every time you check it out. We do. And the community does as well. Like they, I mean, we've been flooded with people just reaching out and wanting to produce their own programs programming and wanted to be a part of the exhibition in some respect and just I don't know just running into people in the world and they're like I don't really go to the BMA that often but I went because of the show yep and I know I'm gonna come back you know what I mean like they were they had a chance to explore the culture 
and other exhibitions. And they're like, oh, I didn't know, like, basically that this gym was here in yeah. the city. So yeah. we ran into somebody when we were in the lobby, like one of my coworkers is like, oh, you know, that's not what I think about when I think of the Baltimore Museum of Art. That's cool. I would actually check that out. I believe it was, was verbiage. You know, I heard him maybe say that. Yeah. Some of the stuff your older paintings, you might have thought he couldn't relate to. But if that's, you know, culture that you grew up with and the music that you like, or even if it's not, you can learn something new mm-hmm. and discover it. It's really, really cool. Um, so what are the stories behind the shoes and the hat? <laughs> I got to hear about this. So before you even go in the galleries, there are two giant Nike Air Force One shoes nice. made out of car parts. Are you kidding me? No. That's amazing. It's a St. Louis artist named Aaron Fowler. And the thing that's so cool about even though these shoes have Missouri plates, there's a very real Baltimore connection because Mm -hmm. Nike was planning to discontinue the Air Force One shoes. But Baltimore retailers were adamant that they had to keep going because they were so popular Mm -hmm. and Nike kept making them. Love it. Because of Baltimore. Amen. Yeah. Baltimore, we got a lot of power. We, <laughs> yeah. don't get, we don't get enough credit, but we definitely and do. And this hat is uh, is um, is designed by Vivian Westwood, a British designer oh, who just yeah. passed away. Yeah, she did. Pharrell Williams wore it to the Grammys in 2014, and people started tweeting about it. Hey, that looks like Arby's logo. Yeah. So Pharrell auctioned that. off the hat. Arby's bought it. Oh, my gosh. And I think this is probably the first time in BMA history that we have had a fast food chain be a lender to a museum <laughs> exhibition. I just love this. And Pharrell, so, he is so stylish and so talented. That's yeah. so, I totally remember that story. And Vivian Westwood, I remember she did the dress for Carrie Bradshaw and the, yeah. the wedding dress when Big leaves her at the altar. Oops, spoiler alert in the first Sex in the City movie. But this like transcends. It's like pop culture. It's, it's art. It's culture. It's, it's everything like all together in one exhibit. So the question would be, how do you get tickets? And let's report directly. Let's wrap this thing up and go to the museum. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We got lots more to talk about. But if anyone's listening and going, oh, my gosh, I want to check that out. Like, what's the easiest way to get tickets? And can you still get tickets? You can definitely get tickets. Artbma.org is the website. Tickets range from 5 to $15 for adults. But uh, there are discounts for different you know, seniors, student groups. Mm-hmm. Members, of course, children under the ages of six. And we have a free day coming up on June 18th. Ooh, so that Juneteenth down. weekend, that oh, that's Sunday, <gasps> Yay! you can come all day. The emission is free to see the culture. That's really And the rest of the museum is free. But if you're coming for the culture and your funds are limited, that's the day to come. That's really important, yeah. too. I'm glad yeah. that you guys are doing that. Yeah. Um, and so is the exhibition traveling to any other museums? I know you say you originated in partnership with, with St. Louis. Yes. So it's going to St. Louis in August, mm-hmm. then Cincinnati Art Museum. Oh, cool. And um, and then I think the final stop is the Art Gallery of Ontario in Toronto, Canada. So an internationally traveling show. Yeah. Well, you know, Drake is from Canada, right? So we can, yeah. Yeah. So we can maybe he'll be <laughs> yeah. hanging out, checking it out. That is so cool. And um, so you, how has your partnership been with St. Like, how did this kind of come together? Like, did St. Louis approach the BMA or vice versa? How did the partnership come together that it ever came to be in the first place? Because I'm really glad that it did. Yeah, it's it, um, actually it was the brainchild of our current director, Asma Naeem. Um, she had worked at the National Portrait Gallery and was noticing the influence of hip hop in art across all genres. And so mm-hmm. she came up with this idea and reached out to St. Louis. And it's it's interesting because it's not just the curator partnership, but they're also co-curating with educators. Mm-hmm. So the visitor experience has been really built into the whole organization of the exhibition. 
usually it kind of comes in at the end. Right, you know, right. Like, okay, here's the exhibition. Let's figure out the programs and everything. And mm-hmm. that wasn't the case for this show. Yeah, and congratulations on your new director. What a, what an excellent pick. I mean, she's she's incredible. She really is. She I mean, is. Like, welcome <laughs> aboard. We'll bring her into next time to chat with us too, with everybody. Um, and so, I know you guys want to take this next question kind of together. You're going to share this one about any other shows at the museum that you recommend that visitors take a look at. Um, of course, we want them to check out the culture before July 16th because that would be ideal. But I know there's lots of other things to see. So, um, what other kinds of things can we look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about you know, talk about Martha. Jump in. So the Martha Jackson Jarvis exhibition is probably one of my favorite ones right now. It's called What the Trees Have Seen. And Martha Jackson Jarvis, she's originally from, uh, I guess, partially like Virginia, Philadelphia, like growing up in those areas. She lives now in D.C. She does a lot of public work, a lot of public art and sculpture. Uh, this particular exhibition is really special and really interesting because she's doing a lot of work on paper, almost very sculptural works on paper, very three-dimensional. And it's more or less like this, like we're following her great, let me see, great, 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 great grandfather, Luke Valentine. We're following his journey from uh, Virginia up through, Virginia through where, do you remember? South Carolina. Virginia through South Carolina, yes. He was a free black uh, militia man during the um, Revolutionary War. And so she's sort of like using her, thinking about her ancestors and traveling along with him and really like thinking about his journey and what he had to endure during those times anything from like just his encounters with people to weather and and things like that and so this is part of what we're able to see in these really like almost like expansive abstract pieces they're so they're hard to describe which is actually a good thing because it makes people to like come and see them it's a visual but it's on view in our contemporary gallery and when i tell you that it's just there's something that Something about this exhibition, it just, I don't know, it just overwhelms you in a really beautiful way. And then understanding the story of this, um, of her great, 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 great grandfather, Luke Valentine, of this man, and knowing that we're sort of like retracing his footsteps with her. There's like, there's a magic to it. Um, She's exploring the idea of like bravery, obviously. So there's definitely like a magic. Even if you didn't read the labels, there's something about it where you're still going to be able to get that story and become a part of the story. And I love you know? that you're telling that story. To, you know, she's able to tell that story. Absolutely. And, and has a platform yeah. to do that. And we're learning and we wouldn't know his his history had we not been told through this beautiful exhibit. That sounds like we really need to check that out. How much longer will that be running without putting you on the spot? But is that something that people can check out for, you know, at least for You can for see it till October 1st. Oh, we have plenty of time. Yeah, it just it's opened a few well. weeks ago. Oh, and, great. And these, these paintings are huge. I want to yeah. emphasize that they're they're immersive, and there's also a wonderful soundtrack. A bass player from Washington D.C. was commissioned mm-hmm. to create the soundtrack that kind of takes you on the journey. Love it. While you're also seeing these these gorgeous, gorgeous paintings. I love that you're intertwining music and, and art in the same you know in different yeah. ways. Now this is really cool. Yeah. Um, any other special events coming up? Because I know you always have something going on at the BMA. Yeah, we actually just finished talking about Martha Jackson Jarvis, but she's going to be in conversation with Elisa Blunt Moorhead, who's also um, featured in the Culture Exhibition. Oh, cool. So she's the uh, co-director of Jay-Z's video 444. I mm-hmm. think that's, I guess, popularly, it's how people would know um, Elisa Blunt Moorhead. But she's also, she's a curator. She's a multimedia artist. So those two are going to be in conversation around um, risk-taking and women in the arts. And of course, they're going to dive really deep into what the trees have seen, that exhibition, and just have this sort of like candid conversation between the two of them. And this will be the first 
in a series of three that we'll probably do throughout the course of the year. Yeah. I have that 444 album. It's always what my car defaults to because I have it on like whatever Hip-hop it is. Hip-hop growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just kind of like pops on and I'm like, oh, I needed to hear it. It knows when to pop up because then it knows when I need to listen to it, you know, when the <laughs> mood is right. Oh, that sounds cool, Tracy. So when is Risk Taking Women in the Arts coming up? That is actually happening really soon. So that's going to be Thursday, June 1st. Our doors are going to open at 6. The program's going to start at 6.30. And the lovely part about this event is that there's going to be a reception afterwards. So you'll have that moment to, like, talk face-to-face with the artists as well as seeing them in conversation. Um, you had asked about uh, other things that were going on. Yes, yes. Can I talk about other events? Of course. I know. You, I would <laughs> love to learn more. We got we have, uh, you know, several minutes left. So for sure, yeah, that's, okay. I think that would be great. So on June 8th, we have a really in, another Thursday. So by the way, Thursdays are our extended hours. I think we'll talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But another Thursday evening, doors opening at 6, we are um, showcasing Beats Per Minute, celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And it's going to be a really interesting presentation there's several different things happening within this exhibition so it's more or less like a series of presentations that tell this story about how like baltimore house music you know house music is huge in baltimore oh yeah so baltimore house music that connection between baltimore hip-hop and then just the larger like uh hip-hop culture in Mm -hmm. general so we have a lot of like really well-known and interesting like baltimore folks in the house music arena so one of the first is uh dj rod lee there's like a special presentation i just i don't want to give away what it is but there's a special like closing and opening presentation from dj rod lee um we'll also have dj boo man which a lot of people are very familiar with um, a record producer based here in baltimore maryland and wayne davis i think everybody knows wayne davis from um, the legendary uh paradox club club paradox that used to be just pour a little out for Paradox. <laughs> it opened in 1993, but yes. they closed not long ago. But this whole um, this whole presentation, and um, I wish I could call it more than a presentation, but I'm going to call it a presentation. But this whole presentation was uh, curated by um, Angela Kokui. She is actually the uh, outreach and engagement librarian over at RLB Library and Archives at uh, University of Baltimore. So she gathered this entire group so that they can tell this story about the connection between house music and hip-hop. There'll even be a moment where you'll be able to see an excerpt from a documentary that showcases Tupac in his very early years living in Baltimore before he became famous. Like there's moments where he's rapping and also in conversation with folks. So this is going to be a like a packed evening. Wow. So I suggest that people come on time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even though it's after hours, you do have to, it starts at six, you said, right? It, yes. Doors are going to open at six o'clock. I think we're definitely going to see a full house for this one. Oh, that's sure. huge. That's yeah. huge. And that's some things that people, Tupac fans may not have seen before. You know, that's. Yeah. This is like, like footage that um, folks haven't seen a whole lot yeah. before. It's, um, it's from a larger documentary called um, Born Busy. So I think they're going to show like a small excerpt from there. But That's yeah. really cool. And the art after hours you do, those are the, is that how you refer to the nights that you're open a little later? Like that we're getting the five minute warning. So we want to make sure we cram in as much. Yes, I'll say it really quickly. Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's what that is, right? So art, art after hours is, um, it happens three times a year. It's basically the party in the museum. There's drinks, there's cocktails, there's amazing food. We're going to have heirloom catering with us again this time. But this next art after hours, we're going to be focused on the culture, of course. So think about it as like that moment in the club, but in a museum. Um, we're partnering with True Laurels on this, um, a local um, hip hop and culture magazine in the city. And uh, yeah, so that's June 30th. Tickets are going to go on sale May 31st. 
Awesome. We're going to yeah. put all this up online because I know it's a lot of dates and times yes. people are like listening and driving or something or they got their head earbuds in or something. We're going to put all <laughs> this out there for them to know and, and not miss the boat on these tickets. How about um, any family programs? Because, you know, hip hop transcends. I mean, the younger generations are, are experiencing hip hop for the first time and they might want to come see this. What's the what's like the age group? And are there some other things that you do at oh, the yeah. BMA for family programs? Family programs. Our most popular family program is Free Family Sunday. So right now we're doing monthly Free Family Sundays pop-ups. And those are intergenerational art-making programs. So you can come with grandparents, parents. It's designed for children between the ages six through nine. And it's all about like learning to think and see like artists. So there are actual hands-on art-making workshops that are happening once a month Starting next year, we're going to be, go back to weekly, like every Sunday. Oh, and that's so cool. They're free. Supplies are free. Everyone is welcome. It happens from two to five, one Sunday a month. Love that. And of course, we're talking to Tracy Beal. She's the BMA's manager of public programs. So yes. that's, that's an example of some of the things that you do in your job every day is coming up with those concepts about oh, how absolutely. To reach yeah. out to people so they can experience BMA as well. I love that you guys have extended evening hours. Let's let people know that. When do you have those? Yes. So extended evening hours happen every Thursday. The museum closes at 9 p.m. So we usually close at six. So this is a very special moment right now. So folks need to come through. Yeah, yeah. Take advantage of that for sure. And what's going on with the BMA Lexington market? They had a facelift recently, right? So yes. you're able to relaunch that. What's going on with that? BMA Lexington market is our satellite location. They're in operation right now. So our, our BMA location is in operation now on Fridays, 11 to 2. There's art making. There's an official opening in mid-July for the BMA Lexington market as well. So I encourage people to stop by. So stop by Lexington to market on Friday, stop at the BMA on Thursday evenings. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to do. And if someone um, wants to get more information about the Baltimore Museum of Art or perhaps get tickets to the culture, hip hop and contemporary art in the 21st century exhibit that's going on through July 16th or anything else that we've touched on with programs and exhibits. What's the best way? Is it from the website? That the ones, the the one stop is the the website artbma.org. Of course, we're on Instagram as Baltimore Museum of Art, and we're also on Facebook as well as ArtBMA. That's right, and also on LinkedIn as well. So we've got plenty of time for people to check out this groundbreaking exhibit. And um, any of your, we've been talking to as well, Ann Mannix Brown. She's the senior director of communications for the BMA. Either one of you to wrap things up. Do you either want to? say like a final push about why people should see it or your favorite part of it or anybody you want to thank like the time's yours as uh coach andy reed <laughs> says from the chiefs <laughs> well, i'd love to, to mention um the, the culture archive so either in the galleries or online you can contribute your own memory your own story about hip-hop or even rap if you want to oh, that's cool and record it and this archive will be traveling to every venue of the mm -hmm. exhibition. So by the end of the end of the run of this show, there'll be this huge body of archive of hip hop memories. That's mm -hmm. a great idea. Whose idea was that? That I mean, that's part it. of like our interpretations team, curatorial team. Wow. Yeah. What a fun job you guys have. How about you, Tracy Beal, BMA's manager of public programs? What any thoughts about, you know, why this is really important for people to see or things that you've taken away from it? As far as the culture, I think it's important that hip hop is being put in a space of in a space with contemporary art, because what is it if not that? Mm -hmm. You know, I think yeah. sometimes it gets sidebar a little bit. So it's lovely to see this exhibition 
essentially where it belongs, but also that might be a little unexpected to some folks. So oh, definitely yeah. check it out. You have time, you guys, if you've been listening and like, I got to get to the BMA, you definitely have time to check out the culture, hip hop and contemporary art in the 21st century. Get more info on the website, artbma.org, also Facebook, uh, IG, LinkedIn, check it out. And also on today's 1019.com, we'll post this audio from this interview. So if you've joined in progress at any point, people can listen to the whole thing. Thank you, Tracy and Anne, for joining us today. You guys are incredible. And thank you for sharing some more information about the BMA with us. And thank you, guys, you. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 